And my husband jokes that it was actually just a way for me to shop more. <laughs> Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. It's your host, Eileen. So, you know, I love talking about building a business, and I've had a lot of people on talking about how they built their online business. Well, today is the first time we're bringing on a guest that has built an offline business. So, she's taken an online business and transitioned it to brick and mortar for a clothing brand and a cafe. So, our guest today is Kim Lee Pham. Kim Lee is the founder and CEO of Morning Lavender Boutique and Cafe. Previously a CPA and wedding photographer, she turned her passion for fashion and styling into a successful women's boutique that includes an online shop as well as two brick and mortar stores and a cute boutique cafe concept. She's also a new mom and loves having a woman owned business that supports and inspires other women. Hello, Kim Lee. Welcome to the Lavender Lifestyle Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Excited to have you here. So you have a very interesting story because you went from being a CPA to photographer and now you have an online boutique and brick and mortar business with a cafe. So that's quite a journey. Can you tell us how you got started? Yeah, I mean, it's been quite a journey. I've, you know, first I started off with the kind of a regular nine to five, actually more like nine to nine. Wow. I was in the accounting business for about seven years. It was just kind of one of those, you know, I majored in business economics and it felt right just straight out of college to pursue a stable corporate job. And I really enjoyed working in that, that kind of team, but I wasn't really passionate about what I was doing. I've always had a really strong creative side. And mm-hmm. one day I bought a really a, a DSLR just for traveling. And I realized that I loved just creating beautiful images, connecting with people through my images. And that kind of led me into a career of 10 years in the wedding photography business. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because every job I've had has kind of I feel like set me up for the next one. Through weddings, I really connected to my clients and most of them were brides. And so I began styling my sessions with, you know, helping them choose what outfits to wear, what would look most flattering on their bodies, what would be the most photogenic for the scenery. And I really saw kind of a demand for just beautiful clothing, but at more reasonable prices. Mm -hmm. So that's what led me to an e-commerce shop, and I've been doing it for five years now. And I just love that I get to combine, you know, my business background with my creative side, and it's just been a really fun, exciting adventure. Yeah. And when you started Morning Lavender, the online boutique, did you have the vision that it was going to be like an in-person store or a cafe? Did you have what was the vision when you started it? Well, honestly, I just wanted to be a resource for my clients at the time. I didn't actually mm-hmm. think 
I would segue into doing this full time. I thought it was just going to be a supplement to my current profession as a wedding photographer. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was I like just, a side clothing business. Yeah. And, and my husband jokes that it was actually just a way for me to shop more. <laughs> and he didn't mind because, you know, I would be actually be selling the clothes versus just hanging them up in my closet. Right. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm just, you know, I'm going to collect, I'm going to curate 20 items that I think would be really great for photos. Yeah. And once I started, I just, I couldn't stop. Like there was, I was like, oh, that's cute. Oh, that'd be perfect if you're going to work or if you're going to brunch. So let's just create a whole collection. Wow. And the next thing I know, I had a full online business. We did a hundred orders the first day. It kind of just evolved into something bigger than I expected. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. And did you start with a small team when you launched or was it just you? Um, I had one assistant in the beginning, and she was actually started off just kind of as my photography assistant. She was helping with me with a lot of like just responding to emails, personal errands. And I was like, hey, do you want to help me with this new project I have? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we first started just in our garage. Like I was shipping orders. My husband built me like a little wow. shipping station. And I was everything I was, you know, I would take all the images, I would be customer service, I would ship, and I would just do this kind of after hours, after I finished shooting a wedding or like editing photos. Wow. Yeah. And this whole time, were you also blogging as well? Because I've seen your blog, like how long have you had that? Yes. In the middle of all this, I had just gotten married. So when I got engaged, I started kind of a blog just talking about wedding planning what was I going to wear, what my bridesmaids were going to wear. And I, a lot of people were actually interested to read it. And so after the wedding was over, I decided to continue it, but more of a fashion blog. Mm-hmm. And that's where I really saw the need for, for something more affordable, but yet glamorous at the same time. I was doing a lot of online shopping at the time. And I said, wouldn't it be great to just have a site where I could find all the outfits I needed for my you know, my wedding events, like my engagement session, mm-hmm. my bridal shower. And so that's what kind of led me to that. So I kept the blog up just as a styling resource and just kind of provide advice and tips for women of how to dress, mainly for petite women, but also if you have like certain events that you need to go to. Mm-hmm. I like that it really came out of a need. Like you saw that there was a gap. No one else was selling clothes specifically for this like style or look and you just made it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it was more of something that I personally wanted. And so I began to, a lot of what I carried is things that I would personally wear myself and that I feel would be flattering on almost everyone. Mm -hmm. And so today I still shop like I'm shopping for myself and, you know, my husband. And and the funny thing is I still wake up every morning saying I have nothing to wear. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a lifelong (laughs) issue. Yeah. And my husband's like, "Uh, why don't you just drive 10 minutes to our warehouse and pick out an outfit bed? (laughs) (laughs) Is your closet filled with like morning lavender? It is. And I mean. (laughs) Because it's all your style. (laughs) It's all my style. That must be so nice. (laughs) (laughs) it's nice but it's also because I have no free time to actually go to the mall or do any other kind of shopping so it's out of Mm -hmm. passion and convenience at the same time (laughs) right so you had this online boutique for five years but at what point and why did you decide to transition to brick and mortar you know as a woman myself I still love like trying on clothes I feel like a lot of things still Mm. fit 
differently. Everyone's body is different. And, you know, as much as I hate looking for parking, all that stuff, but I still like going to the mall to actually try on clothes. Mm -hmm. We we started actually doing a lot of pop-up shops to test the market. And when we did pop-up shops, that's when I would meet a lot of our customers face-to-face. And I love the feeling of seeing them trying on the clothing, coming out, and just, like, feeling really good about themselves. And so I was like, you know... Even though they say, you know, brick and mortar is dying, I still see like a big need for it. Yeah. And so we we did kind of a test areas in both uh, Orange County and San Francisco. And we actually found this really great opportunity to open our first store in San Francisco. We actually have family mm-hmm. and friends up there. So it wasn't that difficult of a transition. And so after we opened our first store and right off the bat, we found a lot of success with it. Mm. Women would just stop by on their way home from work or the gym and just pop in. And they love coming in every week to see new items. And that's been open for almost three years now. And then yeah. it it did so well that I was like, okay, I think we should open one closer to home, something that, you know, that we can manage a lot easier and also and then I found a a beautiful space in actually my hometown where I grew up and it Mm -hmm. just kind of felt full circle to kind of somewhere I grew up and now I can give back to the community and be a part of it it's been really exciting yeah and that's how I heard about you I heard about your cafe first and then I realized that it's like a clothing boutique and all of that so it's yeah people are talking about it (laughs) It's great. Yeah, I mean, we love like creating this idea of a community. It's not just a coffee shop. It's not just a clothing store, but it's just a great communal space. Uh, a lot of people come to study here. We see a lot of meetups, work meetings, people rent it out for private events. It's just been a great space and and exactly what I envisioned, but actually even more than that I mean you make it sound like it's so easy to just open up a store and open (laughs) another store I'm sure there was a lot of like challenges and a a learning curve from going from online to in person because you have to hire staff you have to decorate it you have to you know there's so much that goes into it so how did you learn all of that or did you get help Uh, a lot of it's trial and error you know coming from an immigrant family like I my mentality is like, I think I can do a lot of it myself. Um, mm-hmm. So in the beginning, yeah. we did. Like my husband has been so supportive from the beginning. He's become Mr. Do-it-all. So I come mm. up with some crazy idea and I'd be like, can you, can you build this? Can you make this? <laughs> and so he's just been so supportive. But along the way, we learned that we've had to build like a really great support system and, and hire actually you know, professionals and experts to kind of help us execute things especially with the cafe with kind of the health code and food restrictions we knew we needed to do everything you know correctly like right. so that was really important but a lot of what we did in the beginning was definitely a lot of try and error we've made a lot of mistakes and there's been a lot of challenges you know it's truly a labor mm-hmm. of love they say you know when you own your own business you're working you know 24 7 yeah 24 yeah. 7 We've had to learn how to turn off and like, okay, after 9 p.m., we're not going to talk about work. It's so easy mm-hmm. to, you know, keep checking emails or, you know, looking at the calendar and things like that. We've really put a lot of heart and soul into it and it hasn't come easy. I mean, what would you say is the biggest challenge of opening a business? Well, I think first is figuring out, I guess, where to start because there's, you know, there's so many things that need to happen. And I think 
zeroing in your focus and trying to figure out, okay, what I'm actually trying to sell, who my target audience is, what do I need to reach them, what do I need to make this happen, and kind of staying true to why you started the business in the first place. And after we've kind of built that brand and, okay, this is who we want to be, now it's now that we're in the growing stages, now it's kind of growing but growing smart. Like how do we not spend all our money? How do we right. not grow too fast at the expense of our staff, our own well-being, our customers, still having that quality product? So right mm-hmm. now we're in a little bit of the growing pains where – you know, we've grown from a team of two to 50. And so how wow. how are we managing those dynamics and, you know, ensuring that everyone is on the same page, working together towards a common goal? Yeah, I, that sounds so tough. I mean, how has your role changed from when you were just a two-people team to what you're doing now? Yeah, I mean, I definitely went from doing a little bit of everything and slowly learning how to first delegate and trust other team members I'm still very involved. I'm still the head buyer and very involved in the creative process, but I learned how to kind of take a step back operationally. So I'm not as involved in the day-to-day. I'm not looking at every order that goes out or reading every single customer service email. So I've definitely kind of evolved Mm -hmm. because now I'm a little bit more focused on actually continuing to grow the brand messaging and also growing our company. So looking to expansion opportunities and and seeing how we can elevate our experience and our products for our customers yeah and you guys have such a beautiful brand aesthetic and design so you can tell that you're really intentional about that how did you I guess first create that brand personality and then how do you find people who can really help you execute your vision yeah so in the beginning like I said I think having the background in the wedding business really helped. I kind of developed, I kind of took my style of wedding photography, for example, which was kind of light and airy and really feminine. And I incorporated it into our brand. Um, I felt like our clothes are really classic and feminine. So I wanted our brand to really evoke that in all aspects, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, the fonts we use, the packaging, Um, even the customer experience. And now we have like beautiful floral coffee cups. And so everything we touched, we kind of wanted to Mm -hmm. embody that feeling. A lot of it was also inspired by my traveling. So one of my favorite places is Paris, France. So I really captured a lot of French and European influence into Mm -hmm. some of our designs and aesthetics. And then from there, I just, you know, we... We constantly are working on making sure that everything we produce or, you know, showcase still is on brand. So we're working constantly with our graphic designer and our marketing team to make sure everything kind of reflects that. Right. I mean, was it hard to find people who understood your vision at first? I mean, I'm sure there was like trial and error of getting things right. Yeah, and it's still actually, you know, something we constantly have to work on. And even my husband who, you know, he's not super feminine. He's not, you know, like a girly girl. He's still, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. he helps with, you know, graphics or like signage for the store. And he's like, is this what you want? Is this some brand? (laughs) (laughs) That's so nice of him. He sounds so involved. He's very involved. Um, I don't know, always by choice. Um, (laughs) But yeah, and, and so it's. We don't exactly look for people that 
I'm not trying to look for people that think like me or work like me. I'm trying to look for hardworking people. Mm-hmm. And I learned all along the way that people that compliment me, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I've learned from other entrepreneurs that you want to hire someone smarter than you, you know, and I think learning to trust other people and learning that I'm not always right. Even though it's my business, my baby, you know, it started off as my vision and my brand, you know, I'm not the expert in everything. Mm -hmm. And so I think being able to trust people and rely on their abilities and their skill set has really helped us grow bigger than, than I had imagined. Let's take a break to learn about our sponsor, BetterHelp. You guys know I love doing my own self-reflection through journaling, but sometimes I need an outsider's perspective to help me work through my issues and reveal what's holding me back. My favorite resource for that is BetterHelp's online counseling. I get to work out my thoughts with a professional counselor from the comfort of my own home. It's so convenient to be able to schedule a call or video chat when I need it. BetterHelp has 3,000 US licensed professional counselors specializing in everything from anxiety, relationships, anger, and more. You can start communicating with a counselor in under 24 hours. If you're ever unhappy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time with no additional charge. And of course, everything you share is confidential. BetterHelp is available on desktop, mobile web, Android, and iOS apps. You can talk to your counselor through video, phone, online chats, or text. Best of all, BetterHelp is truly an affordable option, and they also offer financial aid for those who qualify. As a special offer to the Lavender Lifestyle listeners, you can get 10% off your first month with the discount code LAVENDARE. To get started with convenient, professional, and secure counseling today, go to betterhelp.com LAVENDARE. You'll fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and quickly get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com LAVENDARE. Going back to how involved you and your husband are in the business, how do you set like a boundary between your work and your personal life? I mean, it's definitely hard. My husband actually, a couple months ago, he's like, do you have any hobbies? And I'm like, yeah, you know, our business. (laughs) He's like, that's not a hobby. You need something, you know, an outlet or like something else so that you're not, you know, stressed, you know, just thinking about work all the time. I'm like, but I actually... I want to work all the time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but we had a baby. We had a baby yeah. last year, so he's nine months old. So I think, ever since I got pregnant, it really kind of shifted my focus. I've slowed down a lot, and I've really made time for our family and for us. And setting, you know, boundaries, mm-hmm. limitations, saying, okay, you know, after nine p.m., no work. On the weekends, it's just family time, unless we have to be at the cafe taking over shifts and so I think right just really being like mindful of that and also setting up like date nights and making sure we're focused on our marriage and not just treating each other as just mm-hmm. you know we're we're like co-workers but actually <laughs> you know making sure we're in this together as a team yeah right you're you're a new mom congrats <laughs> I think it's Thank amazing you. that you have you're balancing so much at once and it's amazing how you can keep up I mean how often do you visit each location yeah so we are fortunate enough to live only a few miles from the cafe so we're in and out almost every day just with meetings or just checking up on things or just you know just saying hello just popping and grabbing a coffee Mm-hmm. Um, the San Francisco store, we have wonderful management up there. 
So I'm, I only have to go up every couple months, which is amazing. And so everyone mm-hmm. has just been so supportive ever since we, we had our baby. And so it's been, we've been fortunate to, I have a real maternity leave. So that was what I really wanted. And so it was really yeah. wonderful that I got the opportunity just to spend those first few months with my son and enjoy them. Right, because you have to set up and prepare for that time that you're going to be away from work, right? Yeah. so Because it's your own business. How do you set up like your own maternity leave for yourself? Yeah, I mean, so we were actually, we had difficulty just conceiving. So it took Mm. four years for me to just get pregnant. So as soon as I got pregnant, I said, okay, this is is it. Like I waited Mm. so long for this. I'm going to enjoy every moment. So as soon as I got pregnant, I made sure okay, what do we need to do to prepare for this? Like, what are the things that I do every day that no one else knows about? No one else knows how to do at this point. And how do I Mm. delegate those so that if I'm in the middle of giving birth, like, (laughs) right, I don't, in a way, that's like, it's really good for you, because then you, you had to like, you know, delegate a lot of stuff. And then now it runs on its own a lot better, right? Right? Yeah. And so it was great. And so you know, months before I had the baby, we were already operating efficiently, effectively. Like I would just go in and check on things. And I actually spent a lot of time, you know, just thinking of planning more or less than actually being involved in the day to day. So it was mm-hmm. wonderful. And so I think just preparing ourselves for that, trusting our team was really important. And, you know, things are not going to go perfect. They're not going to be 100% the way you would do it, but it's, you know, but it was okay. And, you know, as long as we didn't mm-hmm. sacrifice our quality, no one was getting burnt out. You know, we were still running our business the way we would want it to run, then it was okay. Mm. Yeah, I like that you're able to kind of let go, even if it's not going the way you would do it, like it, it's okay as long as it's running, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's been five years, and it took me a while to kind of have that mindset you know it's not easy because you know you put so much of your heart and soul into the business that you want it a certain way yeah and but no one's ever going to love or care for your business as much as you and that's just the reality Mm -hmm. of the situation and so that's something that we're learning along the way and learning how to set expectations for people but also being very transparent and our expectations for them and mm-hmm. helping people investing in time with them, setting up goals for them, just checking in and communicating with them regularly, I think it's really important. Mm, totally. I mean, how do you keep your team motivated? Do you feel like you have to do that? I think so. I think just the, you know, doing this almost the same thing every day and just the seasonality of things. We, you know, when it comes around holiday season, it gets we have so many orders and so many things going on. It's <laughs> it's hard not to get feel burnt out or tired. And so I think it's important to to definitely keep them motivated. Uh, we do a lot of, you know, we try to maintain kind of like a family atmosphere. So we do a lot of events. We have the team over at our house. Um, mm-hmm. We try to make them feel also involved in the process. You know, uh, we always yeah. ask for a lot of feedback. Uh, we want to make sure that you know, what we're offering to our customers is what also our employees, you know, believe in or passionate about what they care about. How are they going to speak to our customers if 
you know, they don't understand the brand and what they're selling as well. So right. we try to make sure everyone feels included and heard. I think it's really important and mm-hmm. try to pa- pass along our core values, why we started in the first place. 95% of our employees are women. So we're very big on women supporting women, making yeah. everyone feel included and inclusivity and diversity is really, really important to us. And so we try to be an example of that ourselves. Love that. And where do you see yourself in the next few years? I mean, where do you want to take all of this? Yeah, I mean, it's amazing how far we've come and just seeing how much we've grown in five years has really makes me feel like the sky's the limit. (laughs) Um, And so we actually, you know, we, we have so many people come into the cafe from even from all over the world and not just from mm-hmm. other cities. And they just, they come up to me and they tell me how much they enjoy just being there, the experience, the environment, and something that I really want to build upon and spread to other cities. So mm. I hope that we can open similar experiences. Like more cafes. Cities. Yeah, just kind of right. Uh, cafe boutique concepts and just kind of having that kind of welcoming inviting space for people to to gather and be inspired at so yeah yeah. I love that and I'm curious if you want to share like which location does better the cafe boutique or the boutique in SF well definitely the the Orange County cafe boutique location I think just because we do have a bit more foot traffic because it's dual purpose with the cafe so yeah, I was wondering, does the cafe help? Oh, the definitely. Um, so mm. I mean, the SF location is great because SF is more of a walking city. So we get a lot of people mm-hmm. just walking around. Um, we're on a kind of like a major shopping street. So we just get a lot of passerbyers, which is great. Our location in Tessin is a little bit more of a destination. So you, we do have to do a little bit of marketing to bring people there. So we had, we get a lot of mm-hmm. people that actually don't even know we're a boutique. So they come in just for the cafe because they've seen it on Yelp or Instagram. And they're yeah. like, oh, wow, you sell clothes too? And, right. you know, they end up spending like another hour there just trying on clothes. Yeah. I mean, it's such a cute concept because if you're going to go to a pretty place for coffee and there's like shopping right there, you might as well shop. <laughs> yeah. So it's become a one-stop shop or it's the other way around. Yeah. We have people that have followed us a while online and so they finally want to try on the clothes mm. and then they're like oh what's back there a coffee shop so they'll like yeah. I'm gonna grab a drink on the way out so it's it's been really dual purpose it's really created this environment and really I feel like it's a very unique space and people are really attracted to having kind of that kind of experience mm-hmm. And this is kind of a random question, but I know in like the OC, there's always new trendy drink places opening up. Like, do you ever feel the need to compete or I don't know, like, what is that environment like for you? Because like food is so trendy. Right. Food is definitely trendy. (laughs) But what I've also learned is that the food space is really small. So we've met so many other wonderful foodies and entrepreneurs that have really exciting food concepts. And everyone's like so supportive of each other. There's a lot of competition, but there's also a lot of support. Mm-hmm. You know, it's also easy to be like, oh, while they're serving that, maybe we should too. But again, it's staying true to our brand. It's like, okay, does that does that represent Morning Lavender? Is that what a Morning Lavender gal yeah. would come in and order? 
is that who we are? I have to say like half the drinks we we offer, it's because I like them myself. (laughs) (laughs) I love Um, that. Like you stay so true to your brand because I don't know, I would think a lot of other cafes or something, they would just copy the new trends that are out there. And you see that all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to be like, okay, you know, let's just create this this one food item because it's going to be so Instagrammable, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but is it going to taste good? You know, is it, you know, we're here for the long run. Our clothes are very classic. You know, they're, they're trendy, but they're not super trendy where you won't want to wear them next year. Mm-hmm. So that's how we feel about our cafe. Like it's, it's the same thing. Like we want to, we want to embody that kind of mindset and everything right. we do. So more classic. Right. Awesome. We do have one Facebook question from Anna Lynn. She mm-hmm. asks, what qualities or skills do you think helped you successfully switch careers from like CPA to photographer to boutique owner? Yeah, well, along the way, every career, I think, helped me develop new skills. I think being a CPA really helped me having like a really good business mindset. I'm able to help like set budgets. It really helped me financially. So I think just being, I worked with a lot of different companies Mm -hmm. as CPA. So that helped me really build like a solid foundation in terms of project management. And then being my own boss as a wedding photographer, I think that really helped me on the marketing side. So that really helped me learn how to like market myself and really understand, you know, mm-hmm. how to use like social channels. Cause that that was really a grind because it was kind of like your own your own boss, you do everything yourself, you're self-employed. Um so that helped me learn that a lot. So I yeah. think um, but I think ultimately you know, being able to shift careers because Mm -hmm. I was able to really kind of take the plunge. Like, you know, I, I was fearless. I was kind of like, okay, I'm just going to try this. You know, if I fail, that's okay. I think along the way, like learning to like, not have a lot of self doubt, I think it's really important. And also not caring, you know, what others having a thicker skin, not caring what others thought about you. Because like, for example, with weddings, when they didn't hire me, I, yeah. I got really sad. It was like, what is it about my work that they don't like, you know? And now <laughs> even sometimes when they don't buy, you know, a dress I carry, I'm like, what's wrong with that one? Like, it's so cute, oh, you know? Yeah. And just really trying to not take it personally and just using right. that as motivation to keep going and improving myself and improving the business. Yeah. I had to learn that too with what I do on YouTube. It's like, if you make a video and you you love it, but people don't love it, like I used to take it more personally right. and it would hurt. But now it's it's more like just use it as information and be like, okay, what can I learn from this? Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so now I have some rapid fire questions that I ask all of our guests on the show. The first one is, what does your dream life look like? Right now, as a new mom, I think just spending as much time with my son as I can. I love to have the business where it's operating 100% mm-hmm. without me and I can just take him traveling wow. and just showing him the world. That's- that sounds so nice <laughs> to have a business run on its own and you just like live your best life. Yeah, we're not there yet. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. And also like kids grow up so fast. My cousins yeah. also have newborns and it's like you want to capture every moment as yeah. they grow. 
and just seeing the world through their eyes for the first time is just mm-hmm. we just had you know his first Christmas and just seeing Aww. him you know like I used to not care about you know taking pictures with Santa but just having that for him was just yeah was so different yeah oh all right what is one book or resource that you recommend to everybody I find a lot of resources actually just like on YouTube and TED Talks. Like I, I see a lot of entrepreneurial discussions and even just like podcasts. I'll just listen. I love hearing how people start. So I love your podcast and I love oh, thank you. other ones that kind of focus on, you know, different careers and different things people are doing. And even though it's not in your industry, for example, I just love hearing how people started, mm-hmm. why they started, what keeps them going. We've learned so many things, so many business tips along the way from people. And they're not like boutique owners. They're just other business owners yeah. and what's worked for them and and how they've dealt with, you know, um, hurdles in their company and just hearing about different things. I think just opening your mind up to different people and in different backgrounds and industries will just, I think, open doors and mm-hmm just help you along the way I agree um what is one habit that has changed your life honestly every day is so different and especially with the newborn it's like oh um, yeah <laughs> it's like crazy yeah and you just I just now I just enjoy like taking a shower you know mm-hmm. um, the basics yeah, just yeah the basics and so Ashley so that's like my me time you know I tell my husband okay I'm just gonna go take a shower I just don't talk to me, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. it's funny because that's where... It's your self-care. Yeah, it's my self-care. And actually, that's when sometimes I think about ideas. And, yeah, you know, I'll come out of the shower and I was like, so I was thinking, he's like, no, don't. I don't <laughs> want to... I don't know new ideas. Or, you know, sometimes <laughs> just driving. Like, I actually don't mind driving. We live in SoCal. There's so much traffic. But I like to mm-hmm. just sit in the car and just be in my own thoughts. Yeah. And just like unwind and listen to music or just sit in silence. Like I don't mind at all. <laughs> That's rare because I would say mo- like I don't like driving and I just I don't like sitting in the car for that long. <laughs> but it's nice that you can enjoy it. Yeah. What is the best life or career advice that you've ever gotten? I think it's the one that I, I said earlier, which is hire someone smarter than you. I think mm, yeah. I really I got to kind of a hard place probably two years ago when I was just felt really overwhelmed and I think I was trying to do it all and I had my hand in everything Mm -hmm. and I wasn't able to get pregnant and there was just a lot of pressure and stress and I spoke to a CEO of another company said, you know what why don't you write down every single thing you do and I wrote down every single thing I did and it was just like pages and pages oh my gosh and he's like okay mark down you know make a note which ones do you need to be doing and which ones someone else can do Mm -hmm. and I think that really just provided a lot of clarity to me that you know I needed a support system that I needed to trust other people yeah and you know and at first I you know I had a lot of interns you know a lot of people straight out of college and I learned okay you know you need to invest in people, help them grow. Mm-hmm. And these people will, you know, provide insight to your company to help grow, you know, hire those people that you actually need and yeah. really invest in them. 
Awesome. And then the next one is finish the sentence. The most amazing part about life is the people. Aww. <laughs> awesome. Okay, Kim Lee, where can we find you online? So, our website for the clothing boutique is morninglavender.com. Our cafe website is morninglavendercafe.com. And my personal blog is Lace and Lock. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Everyone, check out Kim Lee. I'll put her links in the show notes so you guys can check out Morning Lavender and also her blog, Lace and Locks. Thank you for having me, Eileen. All right. Hope you enjoyed that chat with Kim Lee. So now I just want to wrap up with some key takeaways from our conversation. So the first thing that stuck out to me from our talk was the fact that her career started out as like so traditional, so conventional, and then she kind of got led step by step to where she is now. I mean, it wasn't obvious in the beginning for sure, but everything that she experienced in her different stepping stones in her career led her to where she is, you know, from being a CPA to wedding photography, to starting her own blog, to running an online clothing boutique and then offline clothing boutique and then adding a cafe to that. So although they sound wildly different, it actually did make sense. And I like that she talked about how her skills transferred from one thing to another. And obviously the whole process is like trial and error, figuring out what works and what doesn't. But the fact is she did it, like she made it happen, which I think is the most inspiring. The second takeaway is to stay true to your brand. So the thing I love about Morning Lavender and what Kim Lee has done is they are so intentional about every aspect of their brand from the look to the feel to the down to the very detail of like the coffee cups. So they just really know who they are and they stick to their very classic feminine style. And we talked about how, you know, food trends come and go, but she's not trying to just hop on the trends just because it's like Instagram or something people want just right now. She really stays true to her brand and you can also tell she puts a lot of thought into the experience she wants her customers to feel. The last takeaway for anyone building a business is to get a support system. Hire people smarter than you, trust your team, and delegate so that you're not so overwhelmed. I think any entrepreneur can relate to having so much to do you have such a huge list and you want control over everything in your business and the truth is if you want to grow you have to learn to delegate and relinquish some of that control what are the things that you have to do that only you can do and then what are the things that you can let someone else do so that is a big part of you know growing as a business and it's really important to keep in mind all right that's it for our episode today love you guys so much and i will talk to you next time all right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Lastly, you can catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Sending you so much love. Bye.